No investigation necessary. Welcome to VEASAN's F1 betting podcast. It's lights out, away we go, go, go. Oh, Checo is a legend. Absolute animal. The only F1 handicap you'll ever need. Mike, this isn't right. But the championship can only be won by one. Here are your hosts, F1 technical analyst Mikhail Miranda and betting expert Ben Wilson. Here we go. We're back. Formula One betting podcast on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network with Mikhail Miranda. I'm Ben Wilson. I missed you, man. It's been a few weeks. We haven't been together. I feel like I've been letting the pod down. Now. You know, football, other things have been uh, they've been taking me away from you, which makes me really sad. We're back just in time for the Mexican Grand Prix. No, it's all right. That's that's the way sometimes life is, that we have to do all this stuff and we get put in this position, but it's all right. There's uh, no harm, no foul. I've had some good uh, practice by myself trying to get it up and running and trying to host it as a solo one, but uh, it's glad to have you back. Now I can at least rip on someone for giving me any weird bets. Uh, well, I figured, I, you know, I'm kind of like your sounding board slash therapist when it comes to F1 betting anyway, Mikhail. So I'm glad that my... I'm glad I can help you out with that. And we have a lot to get into because, look, championship might already be decided. But if we're being real, anybody betting this stuff week to week, I, I, I think it's probably fair to say Mikhail doesn't really care about that because it's all about how can we profit, how can we make some money, make winning bets on a week to week basis. Season's basically been decided since uh, about mid April. I mean, if you really look into it. So the uh, fact is, it was is, decided the moment Vax, Max Verstappen uh, just got on the car. Well, and like, I, you know, I'm and that, right, that April statement might even be you know charitable for me. But the reality is here: we're four races left. Still, some, still a lot of things to unpack here. And I think the most intriguing thing for me, and that will be on the forefront of a lot of betters and how they fill out their cards, is what to expect out of a couple of teams who've made upgrades. We saw cars run really fast in both the Mercedes and the Ferrari. But in the case of Mercedes and Lewis Hamilton and in Ferrari and Charles Leclerc, each of those cars ended up getting disqualified after the end of the last race that we just watched at Austin over the weekend. So it, it's really fascinating to try to figure out, Mikhail, all right, obviously the upgrades have worked, and especially in the case of Hamilton. I mean, his pace was basically top three the entire weekend. But given the DQ, the tweaks that have to be made, what are you expecting now going forward as we turn our attention to Mexico this weekend? The first thing I've got to say is I find Mercedes and Hamilton over here. And keep in mind that I am also a fan of the sport, right? So when I look at this, I find Mercedes very hypocritical in the situation. If you go back to last season uh, and you watch Drive to Survive, you can remember when Toto Wolff got the entire crews together and be like, all right, we need to run these cars higher. We can't run them as low to the ground as possible. And here, Mercedes have gone and shaved off the plank on the bottom of the car and run their car lower. The problem that they were talking about last year, they fixed it and now they're finding ways to get around it this year so they can run their car lower to get more downforce. I'm like, uh, this is a very hypocritical situation for me because before you were mad that you could not design a car that could do that now you're designing a car that can do that and you're sort of trying to cheat the system now you can't do that you have to just get on with it and just design the car that it's meant to be and allow it to stay within the regulations in terms of charles leclerc i think they were trying to do something different right a lot of the teams were doing different things let's go back to fernando alonso when they bought in the new upgrades with the floor but then 
they broke Park Fermi rules to go and put in the old Qatar GP floor and left Lance Stroll on the new upgraded floor. Now, we saw Lance Stroll was able to perform much better, but uh, there was a lot of other issues and Everyone thought it was the floor. Some people thought it was the braking system. I think it's the marriage between the floor and the braking system. I think uh, Fernando just couldn't get what he was feeling. So let's go back to Charles and Carlos here. So Charles got disqualified again for the similar thing that Lewis Hamilton did. But what I'm thinking here is Ferrari have made tremendous upgrades. We saw at the start of the season that they actually regressed from last season here. But now they're trying to find their way back up there. So they are trying to play around because when we go here now to Mexico, this is a track that you need high downforce due to the lack of air. It's a high altitude circuit. It's very difficult. When you start going up the stands, you start to lose your breath because of how high this track is. So I believe teams were sort of experimenting Especially since we came back to Mexico last year after a while off. And so when you're looking at this, you're trying to figure out, all right, how can I best use the Austin GP to help pave the way going into Mexico, high altitude, then going into Vegas for the first time in 40 years and preparing the car there where that's the low down for a circuit. Because both technically the Mexico Grand Pre is a low downforce circuit. You just put on high downforce because of the lack of air up there. So it's like a trade-off that you're trying to find a perfect balance with. So that's how I'm looking at Charles Leclerc and Lewis Hamilton and uh, in perspective, all the teams because everyone's trying to figure out something now that the championship is wrapped up. They can be like, all right, we need to maximize points. And I need to tell you, Aston Martin, Ferrari, and Mercedes are here in hot waters because McLaren technically could still catch up to them. Now, maybe second is way off, but third and fourth, McLaren can come up here and just catch Aston and Ferrari sleeping. That's something we've been talking about for a while, especially the the McLaren-Aston Martin specific race because... It's not like just Mercedes and Ferrari. Those are not the only two teams who've been making upgrades as we go into the final quarter of the season. A bunch of teams have made upgrades. And you know, Aston Martin, it just seems, Mikhail, like a team that has been... Uh, we, we had our segment earlier in the season, the on-the-rise teams. Aston Martin's been the exact opposite of that now for a couple months' time here. So before we get into your bets, if you're just characterizing of the teams who've made upgrades, and it's been most of the teams on the grid here going into the final home stretch. Who is, as far as like a stock up, stock down, who right now is bottom one or two as far as the stock going down? And, and who do you see if we're, if we're not counting the Red Bull who are in a league of their own and have been all season, uh, one or two teams who are certainly on, still in that rising position and who you view to be in a, a really good spot to finish strong to the end of the year? All right, so rising position, I have got to go and put Mercedes and Ferrari up there. Uh, now, you might ask me, why not McLaren? Because McLaren already knew the plan coming into the season, what they had to do, and they did exactly that, right? But the stock that's gone up is Mercedes was in this position where they were comfortably in the top six, but that wasn't their pace. That's what was the issue. And then going into Ferrari, Charles Leclerc, Carlos Sainz, finally showing their form of what they can be. Is it too late or is it not too late now, given that? Uh, I think that 
we had to go and taper our expectations here. I think both you and I, Ben, we jumped into the Charles Leclerc hype, but we completely forgot that they have a new team principal who's probably looking at a team in a completely different lens and trying to focus on how to build this team up, not for this season, but for next season. It's the same thing with James Vowles doing Dana Williams. He came in, he's like, all right, we know exactly what we have to work on. And that's what we're seeing. Alex Albon performs so much better than he did last year. He's feeling more comfortable than they can't going up. So the stock that's going up here has got to be Mercedes and it's got to be Ferrari. Now, stock that's going down, and it really hurts to say, is AlphaTauri, Red Bull sister team. We keep not talking about them. That's because they don't do anything interesting to talk about. There's nothing there. They're, they're trying to be a team that just exists on the grid. The other team that sort of is in a position that is a letdown right now is the Alfa Romeo. Coming into this season, they sort of had a very well-balanced car to fight into the top 10. Now, Alpine have got up there, but Aston Martin came out of left field and just absolutely pulled out something out of the bag, right? But Alfa Romeo seemed to be this team with a perfect balance of everything, of every department. But they haven't been hitting their target. And that's a big issue that you can't hit your upgrade targets, right? So if we're looking at the constructor saying right now, Mercedes in two, Ferrari in three, McLaren in four, they've already said past Aston Martin. We need Lance Stroll to start picking this up. Williams in seventh and Alpine in sixth, right? So Alpine and everyone above them are in this position where they're able to design really good cars and have the resources to do so. Williams and down, right? It just seems it's teams who are really struggling to find where they are, right? They don't know what drivers they need to have a good pairing. They don't know how to resource manage, and they don't know how to build a car that's going to be able to suit both their drivers. We know why Red Bull keeps winning. They built the car around Max Verstappen. They had this idea ever since they brought Max in into Toro Rosso, now known as AlphaTauri. They had this entire big plan. Mercedes, same thing. Ferrari, same thing. McLaren, they had this plan sort of coming up with Lando Norris, right? Aston Martin. That is Lawrence Stroll's big 10-year plan. They want to be a championship-winning team. The teams from William, Haas, Alfa Romeo, right? They just don't know where their place in Formula 1 is. They just exist. Williams used to be a really great team to drive for. Now they are trying to find their form because everything has changed. The entire dynamic between driver and car has changed. Now you're trying to find the best people to build the car and a pretty okay driver who can drive. Before you had needed a phenomenal driver and an okay car, you could still win championships. And those few teams you're, yeah, you're talking about at the bottom, the Alfa Romeos, the Haas, Alfa Tauris of the world. And the word I'd use is just irrelevance. <laughs> They're not teams you, you think of betting week in and week out. I think the only exception is probably... Uh, the Haas and some of these sprints uh, qualify, you know, some of these sprint setups just because of the car, you know, you know, it can last maybe 20 to 25 laps. And after that, there's just nothing. Uh, that's been the one thing this year. I think Yuki Sonoda's probably dropped more F-bombs uh, in the car mid-race than he's picked up points off season. I, I don't, and I don't think it's particularly close. So, And they've had three drivers in, in the second seat. 
it's just showing that Alpha Tori just don't know where they are, what they want to do. It just seems like they're trying. They're a driver academy in F1 for F1. It makes like they make absolutely no sense being there. If I want them to abdicate the seat, give it to Audi or give it to Mario and Michael Andretti who are trying to get a team here. That's the big thing. We now wait uh, and see one of the many developments here to come toward the home stretch of this 2023 season. We need to get into, into some bets, though, because forget irrelevancy, Mikhail. We want to try to cash some tickets here uh, down the home stretch. So let's take a quick break. We'll come back, go through Mikhail, your card for the 2023 Mexican Grand Prix. We'll do that right after this here on the VEASAN Formula One betting podcast. We don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to VEASAN's F1 Betting Podcast. The only F1 handicap you'll ever need. Here are your hosts, F1 technical analyst Mikhail Miranda and betting expert Ben Wilson. All right, we're back. Mikhail, it's another race where you know, particular drivers home country. Sometimes you see a lot of interest in said driver, and I, I would imagine a lot of folks are going to want to back Checo with the whole, uh, you know, the whole home country thinking and line of uh, you know line of handicapping this week considering he is part of the Red Bull team that's been dominant all season but I don't know where do you stand on that he's been second best and has been out of form now for some time so what are your expectations for Checo here I want to ask you that as, as we get into your card for this week so I need to bring this up I have been working on a document to put in all the race results I'm not trying to build a model on who's going to win I'm trying to build a model to see how drivers and teams are progressing through the season right in terms of upgrade so I just want to show this right now and tell you the average position finish for Sergio Perez is 
The average grid position is 9.44. All right. What that means is that when it comes to qualifying, Sergio Perez is qualifying anywhere between 11th and 8th. And when it comes to finishing, right, where he does is he can go approximately four or five places from there. You want a comparison? Let's look at Max Verstappen. His average f- finishing is 1.33. His average grid is 3.5. There is a big disparity here between the Red Bull drivers. And so while this may be Sergio Perez's home Grand Prix, I have absolutely no confidence that Checo will be able to race well out here. He will want to. The Red Bulls are really great. Like... This is a track where the Honda Power Units, right now, it's in the branding phrase of uh, being the Red Bull Power Unit powertrains. Uh, but it's right now the Honda Racing Corporation is working on the engines as they make the exodus from F1 from last season, right? But as we're looking here, Honda is just really great with working in high altitude settings as they have a previous track record of working with jet engines and optimizing fuel ratios and efficiencies at high altitudes in jet engines. So they have taken all the knowledge that they've gained from there and put it into building an F1 car, F1 power unit that's able to perform whether it be below sea level or way above sea level in high altitude settings. So that is the only reason why Chaco will be able to produce some sort of uh, disparity in terms of his average finishing and his average grid position uh, just because of this one tiny thing because Mercedes and Ferrari as they've bought upgrades they have bought upgrades to the season in hopes of finding some sort of balance to offset what they have not been able to at the start of the season uh, nor last year. Right, so that's how I'm looking at this. So if you want me to be high on Chaco, I'm not high on Chaco. But interesting thing is, I've seen money come in on Chaco and Max. Uh, when I looked at the odds two days ago, Max Verstappen was minus 375 and Chaco was actually plus 9. And now he is plus 750 and Max is minus 4. So we're seeing money come in on the Red Bulls, except... I'm not trying to bet a Red Bull over here. I would like Sergio Perez for a podium finish, but that's it. That's all I'm looking for. I don't have any trust in that bet at all just because Sergio has just become very inconsistent in terms of his positioning and his grid uh, finishing positions in comparison to Max and where that car should be. Right. Well, it's it's fair to bring up, right? Because unless it's Max Verstappen at the Dutch Grand Prix, it's fair to say probably a sucker bet if you're just if you're going with these guys in their home races it hasn't really worked out uh, whatsoever all year and Perez it, it just has not performed over the back uh, half of the season even into the some of the races down the end of that first half of the year so I'm with you I there was there'd be no way in which I'm including Perez uh, in my card who did make the card though this week where, where are you starting off here are you dipping back in uh with the with so, Lewis Hamilton Mercedes or are you going a little bit deep yes uh, Lewis podium finish. I, I have. I know you so well, Michael. I, I just knew. I um, Lewis has been. If you go back five races, 
the pace that Mercedes has pulled out since the start of the season is phenomenal. They have just absolutely been able to switch on the car. They have been having issues with the tyres is what I'm looking at. They're not able to warm the tyres quick enough. But once the tyres get into perfect temperature, oh mama, George and Lewis are just in a league of their own. Now George is having this existential crisis when I'm looking at him that he is unable to get out of his own head and his own way right what he was able to do good at Williams and last year in Mercedes is sort of catching up to him and he's unable to turn this around so I hope George sort of gets a handle on that and if he doesn't it's all right we're coming to the four seasons just try to keep Mercedes in second right the difference in constructors finishing now even though the title is over is a millions millions tens of millions going up from second to third or vice versa from third to second the amount of money that they will receive like we know mclaren is trying to recuperate funds for the wind tunnel that's going to be ready next year they're going to have a great car coming in mclaren right so i'm just looking at that way you want to be able to keep your team in the position right now where it is because again cost cap rules is going to hit and no one's gone over the cost cap this season which is great but again teams will want to recuperate i'm seeing williams already building a stronger car for next season since they're finishing seventh here right so again my card lose something there fernando alonso a top six finish i really hope he can get the new upgraded floor to work here they have been if you've been looking at Aston Martin and following them as rigorously as I've been, especially on the technical directive side, you can see Fernando Alonso and Aston Martin are sort of modeling their car after Red Bull. So they've made a couple of floor changes that have got a little bit of a sharper edge, sharper cut as it goes down towards the back of the car into the beam wing and into the uh, rear of the car. As they're doing that, the car is sort of getting a little bit more downforce and is actually staying on track. So that when you turn the car, it's turning much sharper in. And I love seeing that because I was watching Lance Stroll in Austin. He was able to just turn that car and it's stuck in, right? I've seen Lance Stroll sort of turn the car and just get a lot of oversteer sometimes. But seeing Lance Stroll, a driver who does not perform that well, actually have some sort of momentum and pace. I know this is going to be high hopes for Fernando Alonso here. Next one, Valtteri Bottas, top 10 finish, plus 330. Um, I know we said Alfa Romeo <laughs> has said irrelevant. <laughs> irrelevant, right? But this might be a race where they might become relevant because Haas, not good in high, in high downforce. Alpine, reliability issues over and over again, inconsistency. Uh, you want to be able to look at anyone else, Williams, uh, they don't perform that well. Yes, they're going to have a configuration that's low downforce, but again, they need to produce downforce. So they're going to be caught up here and unable to get the car to just work in the right window. But who else do you see in the top 10? You need five teams, right? Red Bull, Mercedes, McLaren, Ferrari. Who's your fifth team? And you, know, and you know, Lance Stroll, one you cannot driver. trust whatsoever as a as the second driver uh, with the Aston Martin. And also, just wanted to throw this out there real quick. Remember last week, you know, Stroll gets in the points, but he was he had the upgraded car. Alonso was working with the old car that didn't have any uh, any any upgrades, and it was a bad week for Alonso. So I I totally get where you're coming from there on the 
um, Alonzo top six and and seeing what Stroll was able to do in his car. But yeah, I mean, I'm with you. You can't. You're basically saying there's nine slots right now, and there's got to be one that can come from one of the lower teams on the grid, especially with those other teams struggling. So yeah, I get it. It's fair. Yeah, and Valtteri Bottas has actually been performing quite well, quite enough to fight from P12 to P9. So I'm loving that fight. But another driver in the top 10, this is going to be battle right here. Is Yuki Sonoda plus 225. Now, again, we did say irrelevant, but you got to remember they are the sister team to Red Bull. They, too, are running the Honda power unit, right? And you probably asked me, what about Daniel Ricciardo? Who's back? He did okay coming back into Austin. Do we see him progressing? Daniel Ricciardo has got a long way to go uh, because if he came in and didn't break his wrist and gone through, I would have definitely had Daniel Ricciardo here on my card. But given the fact that he broke his wrist, has been out, Liam Lawson has been phenomenal in that seat. Uh, I think Daniel needs to find his way back in now because that wrist, even though he's uh, fit, physically fit to get in the car, I don't think he's driving fit. He's still going to be able to have limitations on while he's turning the wheel. It's going to be a tight space for him. It's going to be hard here. Again, high altitude, meaning the drivers are going to be out of breath as they're turning this car. And it's got a nice, good balance of medium and fast-paced corners. So your head's going to be bobbing left and right quite quickly. You want to be able to have good breath control over here. So you're hoping that your drivers are in top shape here for this track, right? And having Daniel Ricciardo with this injury, I'm sure he's going to struggle a lot more trying to get this car turned in. So I don't trust him to be the old Daniel Ricciardo that we see, where he's like, you know what, I'm just going to dive bomb the inside, I'm going to take a hard right, get the car turning in, and we'll go position after position. I think Daniel Ricciardo is going to struggle a bit over here, which is why I'm high on Yuki Sonoda at the plus 225. And with what we've watched out of Ricciardo, no way you can you can feel like there's any data or evidence to support, oh yeah, this will be the race where he you know, somehow turns it around. It's just been a super, uh, yeah, super broken up stint that he's had. You mentioned the injury, that's been a big part of it. For uh, for Alpha Tower. All right. Well, you got four plus money shots, Mikhail. Let's go. I you know I really I like the Mercedes double top six this week. I, I know what you said about George Russell being true. Uh, I, I you know and you're getting uh, you know that's a decent price you're getting there on the Mercedes. That will be that's the way I would I look at this. If you're in one of those DraftKings jurisdictions or other books that offer the double top six, <coughs> cough cough. We don't have those in Nevada, but uh, that that's the thing I like. I I am a believer in what these Mercedes upgrades have brought. Certainly like where uh, where Hamilton is at, and I, I believe this is a good race for Russell to uh, to get back on track. So that's where I'm at on Mercedes. Yeah, uh, Mercedes. Like I, I'm not too too down on your bet right there. It's just that uh, I think McLaren will pull a better double top six than Mercedes will, and I think uh, so with Ferrari and Red Bull. I think they're much stronger teams compared to Mercedes here, but it. Just because George has been uneasy with the car, but Carlos Sainz, Charles Leclerc, Oscar, and Lando just have been absolutely phenomenal here. We will see. All right, it is the Mexican Grand Prix this weekend. Mikhail Miranda. I'm Ben Wilson. We're back. It's great to be back with you, Mikhail. And we'll uh, we'll have a, another recap episode next week. Only a few more races left, so we're hitting into the uh, the home stretch here. So uh, if you if you're able to give us a thumbs up, five star review, give us a comment as well. Uh, in wherever you are getting your podcast feeds. We'll catch you next time. Best of luck with all your bets here in the Mexican Grand Prix as we wrap up another edition of the VEASAN Formula One betting podcast. 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 